Welcome to Meet the iPhone Photographer at the Apple Store Regent Street in London. Would you please welcome the series host, Dan Rubin. Thank you very much. Uh, really great to see all of you here tonight. This is a, an exciting uh, episode in our series. So um, please, will you give a warm welcome to my guest this evening, Brendan O'Shea. Now, the, one of the interesting things uh, about you, Brendan, is by comparison to the, the guests that I've had so far in the series, everyone else so far is uh, their, their, their kind of avenue for distribution of their photography, specifically their iPhone photography, has been Instagram. Everyone's like, been an Instagram uh, like community member and, and, and someone who's very active on the platform. Uh, which was kind of just by accident, and in, in your case, that's the complete opposite in a, in a way, at least, at least from an audience perspective. That's not where your, your um, kind of core is. No, I suppose that I came the opposite way to, uh, through it. I, when I went on to Instagram, it was to feed my Flickr feed, and that my story in photography really is to do with Flickr, that I'm very active on Flickr. I have two accounts there, one for iPhone photography and one for DSLR photography. And when I, you know, in the past, I suppose, when I got the Apple iPhone 4, that's really when I got into iPhone photography and used use Instagram for it. But it was reversed to feed the Flickr feed and you know, build the community that I had there. And, and now, a, as a result, you also uh, are, are not new to photography. There are a lot of people who have discovered photography because of things like Instagram and because of picking up you know, uh, something like an iPhone, uh, where they, they've never... They've never considered themselves a photographer before. They've never used it as a hobby or anything else. Uh, but your, your history is, um, goes a little further back, doesn't it? Yeah, um, I've always been interested in, in art and you know, creativity and that. And I suppose the reason why I'm interested in photography is I'm a frustrated painter. If I could paint, I don't think I might you know, take up a camera. Um, I started taking photographs first in about around, around the millennium using a, an SLR, a Pentax SLR. And, you know, that I would have gone out in photo shoots very rarely because, you know, it wasn't very cost efficient. It's not like digital, you shoot lots of images and not worry about the, the cost. So, like you can see the, the, the image that we have here, that this would have been one of the first images that I, or an image that I took when I was living in Riga in Latvia. And, you know, when I was like preparing for tonight's talk, I was looking back on my photographic journey and seeing where I came from and that. And I can see, you know, the kind of style of photo photography that I have there, you know, I can see it evident in this photograph here from, from Riga. Well, now, and, and uh, you were telling me the story about this particular uh -huh. image um, a while ago. For, well, first, how long ago, approximately? This would be 2002. 2002, okay. 2000, and, I lived in um, Latvia for two years, so around 2002. And, uh, well, actually, uh, very quickly, what, um, what took you to Latvia? Because I know you're, you're an English professor yeah. now. Uh, um, that's, that's your line of work. You're not a professional photographer. This is... This is a very passionate hobby for you, but yeah, yeah. Um, what took me to um, to Latvia? Romance, <laughs> wanderlust, <laughs> and uh, like, you know, it was a great time to go there because that's you know they were just coming, you know, coming out from the you know under Soviet times about ten years later, but it was still very, you know, unexplored country, and that it was great atmosphere there. That you know there, there wouldn't have been a, gr a lot of you know foreigners living there, and you know had a fantastic time when, when when I was there. It's a wonderful, wonderful city. Beautiful architecture, beautiful parks, and you know, 
very fond memories of the, when I was there. And I mean, the image itself, it's a, it's a film image, um, yeah. obviously. Uh -huh. um, so again, like this image here, it's, you know, when, when I'm looking through it, it brings back great memories to me because this was taken at about six o'clock in the morning when I came home, came, out, came home after being out drinking all night. Not the best image to, you know, to take because I had to get down on my hands and knees to take it. And in the drunken state that I was, it was quite difficult to get back up. Yeah. <laughs> but what, when you look at this, uh, obviously something stood out to you to want mm -hmm. to include it, not, not just the fact that you were drunk when you took it and <laughs> yeah. that, uh, made a nice story. There's, there's, there's obviously something about it that speaks to you as you look back, mm -hmm. knowing, knowing what your photography has developed into. Yeah. What is it that you see in here that, that starts the, that thread that we're going to talk about the rest of the well, evening? I suppose like the selective focus of the, the manhole and the blurred out backgrounds, you know, as a, with, with my photography, can be, you know, I am very interested in kind of blur abstract images. So, you know, I can see that even then, 13 years ago that I was, you know, working on that style of photography. Brilliant. Uh, now, you'd mentioned the, um, you mentioned the iPhone 4. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, had, you, had you ever played around with shooting on any kind of uh, phones, you know, camera phones prior to that point? Um, yeah, but not to any great success or enjoyment that I had a Motorola V360 and, you know, with a tiny little matchbox screen. And it was, you know, it was gimmicky. It wasn't for, 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 for photography. I had the iPhone 3 before that, and again, it, you know, it seemed gimmicky. It was only until the iPhone 4 that I felt that you know, there was a camera and there was some experimentation and enjoyment that I could so did you, have with it. Did you dive right into experimentation once you got it? I mean, was that one of the reasons that, that you were attracted to kind of the, that upgrade, that um, you could play with the camera now? No, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I purposely would have got the iPhone 4 for. It would have been just something like through experimentation when I had it, that I could see that I could play around with it and enjoy it and you know, get different t types of uh, images with it, but it wouldn't have been my reason to, buy the, to get it at the time. Now, this, this image is on screen right now, um, and I know we're going to talk much more about specific mm -hmm. images in your style later, but uh, um, this one is it's indicative of, of, of a lot of the things that I see in your style of images, yeah. which is also, again, very different from a lot of the people we've had on in uh -huh. the series so far. Uh, and you also said this was your first image that you posted to Instagram. Yeah. Because you are on Instagram. It's just. Yeah, yeah. I'm on, I'm on. Flickr is your is your community. Yeah. Flickr are your people. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm on Instagram and you know quite a lot of photographs there. That yeah. initially when I was you know using Instagram, I took you know hundreds and hundreds of images and posted them immediately. This one here was the first ever photograph that I took on on Instagram, and it's taken in where I work in University College Cork in, in Ireland, and these are the, the corridors of you know where my classrooms are and my office is. And like, I like to shoot against the light, you know, contra-loose, and I like the, you know, the, the harsh shadows that, that, it, that it gives and that. And like this photograph, when I look back at it, it's, it's a ni nice connection because it's my, my little girl running towards me, you know, <laughs> Simiana. And yeah, th there are a lot of themes, both against, against mm -hmm. the light, silhouettes, um, and this corridor as well features uh, quite prominently in a lot of your work. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just for proximity uh, sake, I Definitely guess. Definitely for proximity, yeah. Uh, which is something that you hear a lot about uh, from, from photographers. Well, photographers have become very well-known photographers. Mm -hmm. It seems to be a running theme about shooting what's, what's around you, yeah. um, using what's around you as your location, as your inspiration, and you really mm -hmm. kind of yeah, seem to embrace that in a pretty strong way. Well, like street photography would be my, my biggest love in, in photography, but where I come from, there's too few streets and too few people. So I have to, you know, shoot what is around me, and like that, 
you know, that it is possible to find interesting things to, to shoot. Just to, to what was it you were telling me earlier? You, you mentioned how long it, it, it would take uh, if someone was visiting you to kind of show them all the fun places to shoot in Cork. <laughs> yeah, that um, recently Michael Kistler, who you know, that he was, came to visit with me. And we went on a photo walk and of the places that I would shoot around Cork. And after 90 minutes, I'd shown him <laughs> all of the places. So know. a little bit different from London and Tokyo oh, and a lot yeah, of the other yeah. places you like to yeah, yeah, frequent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, um, the progression from, from getting kind of the iPhone 4 and uh, uh, switching to uh, you know, this, this different relationship with a camera as it, uh, from it not being something that you specifically have to remember to take with you, but it's just always in your pocket. Um, like, uh, how did that... How did that start to, to, to change at all uh, how, you, how you related to photography, uh, how, it, how it was part of your, mm -hmm. your life, your well, daily existence? You know, you, you go from a, from a situation where you have like a camera that might be kept in a drawer and that you take it out just on an occasion to having, you know, a multifunctional device, which is a, which is a camera that is with you at all times. So you become, having the camera with you, you become much more alert, much more sensitive to composition and photographic opportunities. And whereas before that, you know, you'd purposely take the camera out, now you're aware that, you know, that there are photographs there, there are images that you can create. And, you know, I wouldn't, like, like the, the journey that I went on with, with, with the DSLR and the iPhone, that without doubt the iPhone improved me much, much, much more dramatically than the DSLR ever could have because I've always got it with me. And, you know, that I'm much more sensitive and trying to get the... the, the now, the, um Again, we, uh, this, this image uh, speaks a lot. I think it's another good setup for, uh -huh. uh, there's so many different elements in it that, that relate to, uh, to most of your photography. And uh, I think it's important to mention as well, if you're, for, for those of you who are not familiar with, with Brendan's work, um, it's a, it, it falls into a number of categories that we'll explore later. But um, uh, I, I was just saying to him earlier, just the, the conversations that he and I have had around his style of photography, both street photography, but also things like exploring blur and much more artistic themes, uh, have made me think in, in very different terms about my own photography in a way that almost no conversations I've had with other photographers have ever had. Uh, it's a very, very different approach um, that results in, uh, as you'll see, kind of some really inspiring images that are very different perhaps than the than the norm that we're used to seeing on uh, on Instagram for sure, but but even in the the world gallery, mm -hmm. but it, it, that artistic influence, like you said, you're a frustrated painter. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that uh, that artistic influence runs through your your themes, your composition, mm -hmm. your your editing, everything. And I, I think it's important not necessarily to dive into too much uh, yet about each image, okay. but about like the the themes and why you you felt like sharing some of these as we talk about the journey. Mm -hmm. So. This one. But this one here was taken on a long car journey from Halong Bay to Hanoi. Yeah. So it's 100 kilometers, but because of speed restrictions, like it took about four hours, five hours. I was sitting in the front of the car with the, with the driver. My two friends were sitting in the back. And you know, the great luxury of being able to sleep when they travel. I can't sleep when, when I travel. So you know, I was doing what I would, taking photographs. And a lot of you know, photography is a combination of patience and luck. And you know, photographic serendipity, and you know, this just appeared in front of me with the, you know, the raindrops on the windscreen, and 
you know, the windscreen had been just wiped just to allow a nice little curve to get the... And uh, you, you're, a, you're a big fan of, of blur and distortion and, mm. and that, I, I think that that's related to, to reflections as well, which, yeah. which uh, is a recurring theme in the work. Mm. Um, so uh, this, this kind of has elements of that, but then we get into some of the more artistic work mm -hmm. as well, um, which is heading in a very different direction, yeah. but still has, still has some related themes. I mean, uh, uh, at, have you always experimented with the artistic side in your work, or, or has that been more of a part of, of the digital work and of the iPhone-related work? Um, probably would have experimented with the you know, film camera as well, but with, with digital, you know, because of this, you can take multiple images and you don't have to worry about you know, wasting a roll of film. So the, the experimentation really would have come in and w with, uh, with digital. Like with, with this one here, this was taken on the, um, with, with the DSLR, and this is you know, to show like that th this is the kind of style of photography that I was evolving into with the, um, with the Nikon camera that I, was, that I was using. And at the same time, I found you know, that what I was doing on the DSLR that with the iPhone, with some experimentation, I was able to achieve, you know, similar uh, style of photography. Uh, and so this um, this kind of image, which is created and edited on on the iPhone, um, it, it, it's. I actually love this series, and we're going to explore uh, some more of these images later, which are uh, fantastic. But it's a again very, very abstract, mm -hmm. but. Um, but still, still photographic. I mean, it's just an extremely, you know, yeah. post-produced uh -huh. image. But like, you know, later we'll see the the original image. That that there, in in, in reality, there's not a lot of post-processing went went on with it because the distortion that I had with the intentional camera movement, you know, that the kind of you know the fluidity of the the form of the the figure was there with it, and I just you know messed around with the with the contrasts. And shadows to get the and, and highlights to kind of you know to isolate and to minimize the, the figure there. Now, uh, something that I've I've also picked up on is that, uh, uh, that you you shoot color and, and black and white and yeah. I mean whether that's in film or or digital, yeah. uh, but black and white seems to be it feels like it's something you're drawn to much more, yeah. um, which possibly makes it even better that that the image in the World Gallery was. A black and white. Yeah, it was one of image. the few black and white. Images. Yeah, it was one of the very few yeah, yeah, in the, the whole entire collection. I think it was maybe one other one that I that I know of that was right next to me on the Apple page, actually. Yeah. Others, I don't, I don't think they were all the black and white. Images. Is there something in particular that that draws you to to black and white versus yeah. color, especially in digital, where you're where you might be? I know sometimes you mm -hmm. shoot in black and white in apps that just do yeah, that yeah. by default. But but even when you're editing, if you shot something in, in color, what draws you to to removing the color, to the desaturation? Um, I think you can you know, make an image more dramatic, that, that, like that if there are the highlights in it, that it can be more pronounced. And that, but like, it's not something con like, okay, that I use the one hour photo, which just shoots in black and white. And sometimes I would with that, particularly with shadows and you know, like strong sunlight, I think black and white works better in that. Sometimes reflections as well, kind of, you know, gives more depth to, it, to, to an image. But in kind of the post-processing, I would go between you know, color, and black and white, and you know, my wife tells me I shoot too much in color. I'm black and white. You know, there should be more color. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you mentioned reflections, and uh, mm. uh, yeah, some of your reflection work is amazing. We were we were out Thank walking uh, this afternoon, 
and having a conversation about this because this reflections are uh, I images that I always love, but I've never been able to actually pull off. I just can't master them at all. I can't even forget master. I can't. I just can't do them. <laughs> Not even by accident yet. There's something that that I don't I don't see until I'm looking at someone else's completed image. And I mean, sh like shots like this are. Well, this this was in Daegu in South so Korea. So arresting. <laughs> that, um, like sometimes with street photography, you have to be bold, and you know there is kind of, there are borders between intrusion and you know, not crossing the line with them. That this was a girl who was uh, on on a bus, and I went up quite close with the with the camera, and but I, like I purposely was trying to get the layered effect in it, so like you know that I didn't focus on her, and you know again, I'm lucky with the eye contact. Now, all of this uh, leads, uh, you know, over a, an arc, over a period of time, uh, to the image that you're, you know, uh, uh, like it or not. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I think you like it, but because yeah. um, I, I, I think it's a fantastic image. But I mean, this is the, if you haven't seen the uh, Brendan's image that's part of the World Gallery, this is it, and you've probably just uh, been stuck at home for a few months. And, and not going online. Uh, what, uh, there are so many things I love about this image. The, one, of the, one of the best for me is that it, it, it's not just the image itself or, mm. or the world gallery it, uh, uh, that it's part of and the billboards and everything else that's mm. been plastered all, all over the world on, but the fact that uh, in a lot of cases the press has, has used this image to represent yeah. the entire thing. It's, uh. it, there's something about it that that clearly touches a particular positive nerve with with a lot of people, with a lot of viewers. I think part of that is that it's black and white, but that there's 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 some beautiful mixture of, of abstract and travel and mm -hmm. street and all the things that you yeah. that you do in your photography that are mm -hmm. part of your style that all seem to be rolled up nicely into one image yeah, 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 that yeah, they yeah. happen to pick. Uh huh. Uh, and and I think it's a good opportunity to talk about you know. Your feelings about that, but also, of course, what everyone probably wants to know is how how did this happen? How did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> how well, did a professor from Cork, who's not on Instagram, end up on billboards all over the world? Um, well, I, I posted the, the photograph to Flickr in um, October, the end of October last year, and it got great reaction from you know, my Flickr contacts there. But the you know laid in in, in the Flickr stream until December when I got a an anonymous email in Flickr from this person asking me to contact them urgently that they're about some research project and I just ignored it and a week later the email came in again and you know that I urgently needed to contact them so I contacted them and they before they would reveal anything they told me I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement and when I saw the non-disclosure agreement and saw the name Apple naturally you know the excitement built then and over a period of maybe uh, up until March, when I went live, there were you know kind of lots of emails back and forth. They, select, they selected two images of mine, but they ran just with uh, this image of it's a, it's a super killing park in a suburb in, in Copenhagen. That's the one they, they chose. And in, at the end of February, I got a, an email congratulating me that I was part of the World Gallery and that as part of this, the image would be on display in billboards and posters in 70 cities and 24 countries worldwide. And again, I didn't believe it. You know, you, do, you don't believe those things. And it was only until the following Tuesday that I got an email from a Flickr friend of mine um, who emailed me a photograph of it on a huge billboard in Alexanderplatz uh, station in Berlin. Then later that night, I got another email from another Flickr friend of, 
of a billboard in, in Hollywood, and then it went on and on from there, you know, all over the world. Yeah, yeah, a magical experience. And I was lucky; I got, I got to see, I got to see it myself in, in Milan. And again, it was fortunate that with, with work, I traveled to Tokyo two weeks ago, and I got to see it in four different locations in Tokyo as well. It's amazing. It must feel fantastic. It's totally magical. It's you know beyond my wildest dreams that a you know a shot that I would take would end up global. And you've also just won uh, won an award for it, the Mira. Yeah, the, the Mira Mobile Prize, it's yeah. international um, mobile photography prize, and this image won again. So it's my. But the curious thing about this this image is like that when I posted it to Flickr, like I would spend quite a. You know, sometimes I would um, have the titles for the the images. I'm not a religious man at all, but the title I gave to this image was that God will send a sign. When he does, be prepared. <laughs> you know. I, I, I still don't know what to make of it. That, kind of, that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, one of the things, too, that I, uh, as I said, I, uh, this, this includes a lot of your, your individual styles mm -hmm. that, you, that you focus on kind of in series, almost all in one single image, including, um, including travel, which we'll, we'll talk about later, but the, the fact that this was, you're from Cork, but this was shot in Copenhagen, yeah. um, which is another great thing that plays into how many different cities it's been displayed in and how yeah. it, it, it's it's literally a world gallery and for your image it's mm -hmm. it was taken elsewhere and yeah. it's been displayed has it been displayed in Cork it hasn't been displayed in Ireland <laughs> or, or Denmark oh really yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, you know it's a pity because like Apple has its European production headquarters yeah. in Cork in Cork oh they yeah, do yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah well so We'll, we'll just let that hang and we'll leave it hang, yeah. leave it there. Yeah. Um, it, it's a the image is a good transition though for uh, getting into discussing your street photography, um, because that that image was one of a series. Uh, yeah. So we, we can talk about this first. Uh -huh. um, and uh, but I, I really want to kind of use this as a way to to dig into what you love about street photography. Mm -hmm. Some of the images we've already seen, we've mentioned that, and not everyone might know what street photography is mm. uh, and and uh, everyone I think maybe has a, a different relationship to it but um, like, how do you how do you define it let's just start there With and then go into talking to the about this image in particular yeah but yeah how, uh, what uh, is it to you what, what is it, it that draws you to it um, you know like over the past couple of years and that I've done quite a lot of you know interviews for magazines online and you know, print magazines, and that, that the question would, would ask, you know, why I'm interested in street photography. It was recently that um, a friend of mine, uh, Sheldon Serkin, whose son sent me, he was in a project in school about street photography, and he asked me what it was I liked about it. And it got me thinking, and I think the thing that I like about it is that it, it creates empathy. I think that very often, you know, life, life is very fast, and we spend, you know, time rushing around, and we're not very, you know, we don't even know who our neighbors are anymore. And I think that with street photography, when people take an image, that sometimes it can, you know, stop them, make them reflect about, you know, what they, how they, you know, it, 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 how it makes them feel, and that. And I think that when when I'm on the streets taking photographs, I am looking for connections, and I think that it's a learning process that is, is reflective on, on myself, and I'm trying to, you know, drawn to things that I may see in other people, which, you know, I might experience myself, and that. And very often when I take an image, that, that I, I may not be conscious of it at, at the time, but later on when I'm looking at, a, at the screen. That I can see the connection with it. So, like for me, street photography would be all about connection, and I, I, I do think it creates it, in myself. It would create more empathy, you know. 
and hopefully can pass them as well. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, well, obviously, just briefly about mm -hmm. this image, because this is very similar, but not the same image yeah. in the World Gallery. Um, I, I think it sets up well the, the context uh -huh. under which a lot of images are created. Yeah. Um, well, I think other things that I would be interested in would be, you know, ideas of isolation and kind of loneliness and that. And I, you know, this this one here, like that, I was there with um, like a Danish friend of mine, Thomas Toft, who I'm, you know, incredibly grateful to because he brought me to this place. I wouldn't be here today only for him. And like we were, we were on top of the hill here, you know, shooting, and you know, like we were trying to get the human element into the into, into the frame. And I like this one because there's just one person in it, and you know they're they're leaving, they're on their own, and you know, it's you know I think it goes well with the other one. You know, there's four people, just but this one is just just the one. But you were there shooting for a for a while. It wasn't just a snapshot. No, it wasn't a snapshot. You know, like that in some of the media reports on it, like that they called it, you know, a lucky snapshot. There's you know there's an element of luck that for the people to come into it. But you know, before I went to to, De to Denmark, I had an idea of how I wanted to shoot this location. You know that I wanted to accentuate the you know the fluidity of the movement of those curved white, white lines, and I wanted some human element in, in in it to give it to give it drama. You know, so we were there, I'd say, for 25, 30 minutes, to get, trying to get trying to get the shots. You know, <laughs> patience is, a, is patience. important, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now we're not going to touch on every one of these images, but um, uh, as, as I flick through some of these, um, I'd love to just hear a little bit more about your actual experience of, of street photography, like mm -hmm. the, um, what it, uh, especially when you, when you travel, it'll feed into to talking about travel yeah. a little bit later, but because um, a, a lot of your, a lot of your work isn't shot in Cork. Uh, no, no. The street photography yeah. work is yeah. shot when you travel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it's obviously an opportunity for you to, to, to relate and interact with people in the environment. Yeah, like, you know, like why do people travel? They want to, you know, to experience, learn, New cultures, and I think like street photography is a magnificent way to to experience that. And you know that I would be, you know, I love I love people watching, but you know, as I'm people watching, I'm framing shots in my head, and there's no better way than to actually, you know, try to get get, get the images up. The one that is here with the frame that that would be one from my hometown in Cork, and you know, this just appeared in front of me with this girl, you know, checking her her phone and you know concealing herself with her with, with her hair, but. Like to contrast that when I travel, I think there's more. There's more. I think you're expected to be taking photographs, and I think it's easier to be, you know, to get up closer to people than than it would be in my hometown. Like we were talking earlier on today, and I was saying that there was street photography. There's sometimes that I go out, and that when I take the camera out of the the case, I freeze and can't can't do it. But you know, when I'm away from home, there's there's greater freedom. Now this is something that um, uh, any of you who've tried street photography might have experienced. I mean, I, this is something I, I try and, and struggle with a lot, uh, is that, that feeling of, of freezing that sometimes I'm hit with, where, where I'm, I, I, I feel very conscious sometimes of the fact that I'm invading yeah. someone's space in their mm -hmm. life by trying to capture those moments. And yet, I feel compelled to capture those moments. Mm -hmm. But there are times where I just can't do it. And it's, it's so, yeah. uh, it, it's so uh, um, comforting to, to hear you say that because I look at your images and your images are some of the, my favorite ones are mm -hmm. they, they feel like they're they're very inv invasive but not not in a negative way but they're just there's no way that someone didn't know that you were taking that picture yeah um, uh, like, like this one in particular and th this one here was taken on, on a Tokyo sub subway train and like I've said in directly opposite the 
the, the woman that was there and I was making eye contact with her. I had the iPhone in my hand and like it was a curious, like what I was observing was that any time that she moved her feet, the gentleman on either side of her were moving theirs as well. You know, there was a little game going on like that. And I placed the, the phone, you know, down on the ground and, and got the shot. And when I looked up, she gave me a little smile, you know, so. <laughs> so it's not always uh, invasive no, in like, a negative way, because I, th I, I think, think that's where the fear comes from, yeah. is that it will be perceived as a negative. Yeah, like I, I think one of the things that, that comes over time is that you become a better judge of the type of people that you can photograph and, that, and who will respond well to it. Initially, the, the reaction that people have is one of curiosity that they, you know, what is it that you find interesting about me enough to take a, take a photograph? But in, like in the years that I've been shooting street, I've, you know, only really had one negative um, reaction. That was from a, a fashion photographer who didn't, <laughs> didn't like that I took a shot, you know? Uh, and I know you're going you're gonna to talk a bit more at length about this image later uh, uh, when you demo how, to, yeah. uh, how you approach the edit for mm -hmm. it. Um, so I think we'll, we'll save that for later. But um, okay. this last shot in, the, in this category is, um, yeah. you know, again, this is, this is, this is an example of, of what I love about street photography is that it's capturing moments uh -huh. that, that most of the time would go uncaptured or unnoticed. Mm -hmm. And they tell a very deep story. Uh, including the your title for this one. Yeah, uh, things that I didn't tell them in the job interview. That I was this was taken in Taipei, and I was uh, walking back home to the hotel. And as I was walking past this um, a, a doorway, I saw that they you know, noticed that this guy was inside, you know, fast asleep. And before I had headed out to, on this uh, trip to Asia, in, I think it was 2000, and uh, it was last year, 2014. I had promised myself that I would be braver, that I would get that shot. And, you know, when I saw this, I, you know, it was, it's, it's a difficult one to get because I had to go up and get, stand in front of him and, you know, get click. But I, but I got it the following night when I was going on my way back to the hotel, past the same doorway. And this time he wasn't asleep and I, I looked in and he wasn't very happy to see me. <laughs> so I was lucky that when I got the shot, he didn't wake up, you know, but yeah. That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. uh, now, um, Let's talk about Blur. Mm. Um, again, this we saw one of the images of this series earlier, and um, uh, now you said that there's not there's not actually a lot of editing that that's gone into these. But they, yeah. the forgetting the edit for for uh, a minute, like what was how did you come to this series? Because it is it, it's it's more on the fine art side of, mm -hmm. of photography. What was what was the inspiration for it, and how did it develop? Um. I can't particularly remember the moment where, you know, the, I don't think there was a moment when I said, you know, I'm going to try to get this type of shot. I think that it was from just experimenting with the, with the phone and playing around with it and, you know, trying, like, as I said, with the DSLR, I was doing a lot of blurred stuff and it's much easier with the DSLR because I just switch off the focus. Like, I don't use slow shutter speed for, 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 uh, for blur with that. So I was just messing, messing around with it and discovered that I could do this and that to get the you know, the kind of the isolated minimal effect to it. It was very easy in, in, in the processing that I just needed to, you know, to play with the contrast and the highlights and, you know, to, to bring it down like that, you know. And now earlier on with the photograph of your daughter in the hallway, mm -hmm. um, I, I alluded to the fact that that hallway is, 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 is one of your um, uh, kind of, it's, it's one of your studios. Yeah, yeah. Uh, much like the street is. And uh, this, this image, I thought, I, I just felt because of that, that it's, it's really important to show everyone 
the, the original because this, this was shot in that hallway. Um, so it, it shows a number of things, but mm -hmm. it, it shows the, the image that you captured, which is part of that, that process, um, but also kind of this, that, that leap between seeing an original and turning that into something artistic, something that, that is abstract, but has yeah. a very human quality to it. And I, I love both of them, I, but um, it also just shows that kind of anywhere can be, can be your, 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 your work area. Yeah, anywhere, yeah. Could be, anywhere could be your studio. Uh -huh. I had definitely, you know, that, that, and I would, you know, particularly because like in this corridor here, that there would, sometimes the light can be really beautiful because it can cut, you know, that it's, it's facing west, so that there would be a lot of light late in the evening particularly. And, you know, that, you know, but there's a, there's a lot of movement as well as because of the students waiting outside and that, and this, this one guy, like the, the Curvin's back is actually his, his backpack that, it, that, that he had and that. But yeah, I've got quite a number of photographs that I've taken from, from there. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And this one is uh, my little girl, Simiana. And again, like I find with my children that like, a lot of the photographs that I take would be taken from behind and that, you know, walking away. And I think it's kind of preparing myself for, you know, when they eventually get independence and leave me. Yeah. <laughs> and like th th this one, you know, would, would be one of my personal favorites for many reasons. But like, you know, again, the, the pink color, like I, I wouldn't have converted this to black and white because you wanted to, you know, to retain the pink pastel color and that. Uh, it's also interesting. The, the whole topic of blur is, is interesting because I think a lot of people, um, to a lot of people, the idea of a blurry photo mm -hmm. is, is bad. Yeah, it's, yeah. What we, it's what people try to, to avoid. There's a lot of discussion, especially in, in, um, uh, in circles where, uh, uh, where photographers are, are using bigger cameras, especially. Mm -hmm. People are obsessed about like, sharpness and crispness yeah. and freezing everything. Uh, and, and so that's another reason why I think I, I kind of like the fact that this category of your work kind mm -hmm. of pushes in the other direction. Because yeah. it also bleeds over into your street photography in a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is a perfect example where we've got... Uh -huh. Um, a, a little bit of both, you yeah. know, and you, you end up being able to generate something that is both artistic uh -huh. and has yeah. all of these things going on, uh, yeah. you know, odd focus, blur, yeah. uh, camera shake. Like this is with the iPhone 5 and taken in Hong Kong. And again, it's just like a quick little movement of the camera to, you know, to, to get the distortion. And, you know, that the result is the, you know, the yellow lines of the pedestrian crossing appear on the, on, the, on, the, on the person. Like what, you know, with the iPhone 5 was fantastic because the, they hadn't improved the image sta stabilization. When I, <laughs> when I moved to the iPhone 6, it's more, more difficult to do this, to achieve this. And that's one of the frustrations that I have that was, you know, with the style of photography that I like to do, I can't do it as easily. So, well, hopefully if any Apple engineers are, are listening, they'll, uh, they can, they'll, they'll try and give you a way to switch that off in the or future. Or make a special iPhone 6 for me. <laughs> Mm. Uh, and and I think that we, we've seen a mixture of images. You know, obviously the images in in the corridor are all mm. from from home, home territory. Yep. But travel again, uh, as with the the World Gallery image, is is a big part of your your life. Uh, oh yeah. Both because yeah. you've lived in a lot of different places, but you yeah. continue to to travel. Uh, so that's naturally going to be our next. Yeah category here. Um, yeah, like I'm, you know, lucky to travel for, for work and, you know, like that. My wife is Korean, so we head back and forth to Asia quite, quite, quite a bit, which is, you know, very fortunate for, uh, for me. This image here was, you know, where it all begins, adventure, you know, and this is taken in Cork Airport. And again, like this, 
you know, appeared in front of me and, you know, I was able to line it up and get the, the silhouette of the passengers, you know, boarding, boarding the plane. And, you know, like for me, I think the most exciting places in the world are airports, you know, because, you know, the opportunity to head off and explore and discover is... is yeah, and, and this, this image is also good for, for, uh, for another reason, in that there always seems to be a, um, a, a story mm -hmm. in your images, e whether it's, sometimes it's obvious, but m more often than not, it's, it's a few layers mm -hmm. below. And I'm wondering how much, how much of that story is, is apparent to you when you're in the moment and capturing? Are you, are you, are you kind of aware that you're capturing a, 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 a something, something that's telling a story, or does that come after the fact when you're reviewing and you and those are the images that stand out to you that you've captured? I think it's it's more of in, in, in the moment. In the moment, I would be aware of what is you know what, what I'm framing in front of me. So it's very much part of your composition process. Yeah, is the story yeah. that it's telling. Yeah, that it, it would be unusual that it would be in the you know that it, like uh, of course like when you know when images marinate and later on you look back and. There are things that you, you know, hadn't seen the first time. But when I'm setting up shots, I would be aware of, you know, what I'm trying to capture and what, 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 what initially attracts me to get the shot, you know? And this we, uh, th something that, I, uh, that I've also noticed uh, as, we were, as we were kind of preparing mm -hmm. all these segments is that um, I feel like there's a lot more color in your work when it's mm -hmm. the travel work. Like when it appears, it's uh, yeah. you know you have examples like your your daughter in the pink dress, mm -hmm. but a lot more of the the homework seems to be black and white. Yeah. Um, but you have uh, do you do you find is that a conscious decision or just um, is that, is that a pattern I've noticed that only happens to it, it may be a pattern to be part of these images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I like I think with this one here, which is in uh, New Border in uh, in Denmark. Like that, it has to be in color because of the you know the, the, the orange and kind of you know yellow tones that are that are, that are there and contrasted with the, you know the, the brown of, of the tree. I probably would have experimented in post processing to see if, if this would work in black and white, and I don't you know it it, it doesn't. I'd, like would it be a conscious decision to shoot more in color when I'm away? Do you find that that the colors speak to you when you go to places that you're, you're yeah, less definitely. familiar with? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like the, you know you know. Ireland can be kind of grey and miserable. <laughs> oh, we know nothing about that here. <laughs> so at at times, like we've had beautiful weather recently, but yeah, I suppose when I get away, that the colours would be brighter. You know, I would be in better mood. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, um, tell us a little something about about this shot because. Um, uh, Definitely something in your your street photography. And this is a mixture again. This yeah. is it's not on the street, but it's yeah. it, these are are, they, are these strangers? These uh, yeah, random people. I don't know who, who they are. This was taken in um, Nansam Tower in in Seoul in, in in Korea, and that it's you know this big tower that gives a beautiful vantage point of the the whole city. And Seoul is absolutely enormous. It's you know one of the biggest cities in in, in the world. And, you know, I find, I li like, I love to go to visit these places, you know, like towers and, you know, high-rise uh, buildings where you get to see, you know, the, the city out, out in front of you. But I find that very often that when I take these photographs, when I come home and look at them, they're, you know, quite, quite plain. You know, I think that it, it, it's, it's a, a great skill to be able to, you know, reproduce what you're actually seeing in that. So I find that, 
you know, what I was doing there on, the, on, that, on that day, like I was going from window to window and standing behind the people, you know, looking out. So it gives you the perspective of the view that they, that they, have, they have there, you know. But this one I like, like a lot, and this is one of the ones that I would have printed and have it on the wall at home. You know? <laughs> like, uh, now, it, it contrasts in a number of different ways with, with this one. Uh, and there's a, you know, uh, tell us why you, you selected these two in um, particular. This is Tokyo. This is the Mori Art Museum in Roppongi in uh, Tokyo. It's one of the like, high-rise buildings again in Tokyo. For me, Tokyo is, you know, probably my favorite city in, in, in all the world. And I think that the, the photography that I've um, you know, done, the best photography that I have is definitely in, in, in Tokyo. This image here again is similar to the previous one that it's you know of, of of a couple taking in the view in front of them. But like I you know very often in trying to get a photograph, you know you have to be patient and try to, you know to work the scene as as they say. And I had been observing this this couple here, and I think they were you know probably on holidays for quite a bit of time, and they were getting tired of each other's company and. You know, you can see I, another thing in, in, in photography that I, one of, one of the projects I would be working with would be distances and body language be between people. And you can see in the, the distances, you know, between them and the body language that, you know, they're kind of, you know, tired from the, from the vacation and that. But it's, 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 it's a shot that I like a lot. It's, uh, I, I do as well. It's, I think it's a nice, it's a nice place to end the, this mm -hmm. portion uh, of, of our discussion because it, it, it tells a story, but it also, it shows, it shows the uh, attention to detail that you have when you're looking for the story, the, mm -hmm. the amount of observation involved, being able to, to kind of read the body language and look for, for situations that are, that are possibly going to lead to something else, mm -hmm. which, you know, it's a very Cartier-Bresson-esque uh, approach to being, just being immersed and aware of your surroundings, which is something that uh, it runs counter to one of the one of the challenges that, that you hear a lot about smartphone photography in particular, mm -hmm. just which is leveled at you know just crowds holding their cameras up, um, you know, in front of some you know a concert or some other big yeah. event. But this it's it's led to this idea that that photography, maybe in general, but specifically with a with a smartphone, has has somehow distanced people from from a, the experience of whatever wherever mm -hmm. they happen to be. And I think that that. That might be a general, a true general statement, but that isn't true for people who are so immersed in what's going on that you're not actually sitting with the phone in front of you. Mm. You're you're watching, you're thinking, you're actually oh, yeah. almost more connected with with what's going on around you as a result. Yeah, like, like you know, you know, I, I would take random snapshots when I'm on holidays and, and things like that, but like that when I'm, you know, thinking about you know images that I want to work into a, into a series of you know a project and that that they, you know they're. You know they're quite calculated. You know that that I know the the setup that I want to want, want to get, and you know that like with with this couple here, that you know for the want of a better expression, I pursued them. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, some, sometimes you need uh, you need to uh, discreetly do whatever you have to to, to yeah, <laughs> get yeah, the shot. Yeah, yeah, well, at least yeah. this was discreet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's move on, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk through, well, you're going to talk through some of mm -hmm. your, your approach to, to editing, which also includes a little bit of shooting. So briefly, kind of give us a rundown of the, uh, the apps that, you, that tend to be part of your, okay. your iPhone ecosystem. Um, like that, m m more and more as I you know, progress with, with photography and, and that, I would tend not to 
over over process with it. Like I, th I think you know, there's always you know the, this like the debate between iPhone photography as a separate genre of, of photography, and I would I would see that what probably will happen is that it'll become much more accepted, and I think that the, maybe the division may come in that you will have appography, and that people will be using the you know iPhone apps that you know to create you know very very nice art and that but like what what I'm trying to do with the phone it would be in camera that I'm trying to create and the, the editing would be quite not a lot what I tend to use as a one-stop sh shop is snapseed and that I th like all the images that you saw there would have you know been processed in some way with with snapseed um, recently I've gotten more into visco cam and from advice of yours I've used snapseed and you know, brought it into visco and it's, it's a good, it's a good effect an app that I really like, to, which I think is great, is the one-hour photo, and it's you know it's exactly as you know what what it says that it's you take a shot and you have to wait an hour to see it, and it's only in black and white, and it produces really great you know great tones and, and textures, and I, I like I really really like, it. and you'll see that with with one of the images we look at it in a minute that there's, there's not a lot of editing that you can that's needed to be done after it. Um, I had been use, using Screwit again, but I saw your video and recommending it and put me onto it. But with Snapseed now that they, you know, that you're able to, you know, with the, the parallax, I think that you're able to, to use that. And sometimes with uh, Cropic, I would, um, like, like with because the, you're you know constrained in Instagram with the square format, and sometimes you know that the images, you know needs to, you know, they don't lend themselves to a square format, so Cropic allows you, to, it gives you these white borders if you want to put it into Instagram like that. Well, let's dive right into showing some of these. This, this one here was um, taken with one hour photo um, in, in Tokyo uh, two, two weeks ago, that when I was setting the shot off, again, it's, it's an image that I would have waited quite a lot for because I saw you have the long white line lean, leading in and then splitting in two, and what I was hoping for was that you know, a couple would appear either side of it. As I, I took, took, took a one-hour photo, and like what I would try to to do with it is just a, like a little bit of playing around with the with the brightness, perhaps bring it bring it down a bit so that the, the characters come out more more in it. Again, playing with the the contrast, and that probably would, would be with it in the tune the image. What I like in the new version of Snapseed is that they have the the transform in, in the perspective, and that like so, so you see here that playing this way, you can push people back or bring them forward a little. So again, I think that like with this image, that bringing them forward more into the you know the, the top third of the image works quite well in that. The now this image because it was shot in one hour photo, mm -hmm. it it was it was in black and white to begin yeah. with. You're it, it's it's in a way it's 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 closer to. Uh, a film digital hybrid because yeah. you're you're baked into the the way it looks to a great well, extent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So there's, there's not a lot of post processing that would go on with that. Do you what what draws you to to that? Is there again? It's it's I, black and white, and that's a that's one of those themes mm -hmm. that you seem drawn to. Yeah. So um, is it just that it, I really you know like, you you're going to shoot it in black and white, so you may as well just. Yeah. I, I like I like the effect that it gives to the black and white images, and you know that. As I say, like later on, there's not a lot like that needs to be done to the image, and you know it's fun. It's like you take it, you have to wait an hour for it, and you know <laughs> I like that aspect to it as I well. I love it as well, you know. So the other thing that I that I may do to it would be the, the selective focus to bring out the, the characters' faces. This, yeah, 
uh, you can see it here. Yeah, uh, they popped up, but they disappeared again. But just a little bit of work on the brightness and contrast for both of them. Okay. I like the, if I could have the image like that with, with their heads as two C's would be cool as well. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't, um, just because you can't see and necessarily see uh, Brendan's mm -hmm. thumbs and what they're doing when you're looking out on the screen, uh, it's, we've talked about it before in past events mm -hmm. about Snapseed that like selective adjust is one of its absolutely, you know, killer features oh, yeah. that nothing uh -huh. else does. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, it, it allows you to adjust the brightness, contrast, and saturation um, in very kind of localized ways with a with a circular mask. So, um, do you find that you is that um, one of your 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 common go-to tools? I like it. Yeah, particularly if you want to you know to draw something out and kind of br bring the focus of the image in, into that. I think it works to, you know very very well. Particularly here with you know that because the you know the, the, the characters' faces might be a little bit dark. I think it, it can work quite well. It, it, it's it's very easy to use. <laughs> Like, like that. So as I was saying, with with this one, I probably wouldn't do much much else with it. I'd probably save it as 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 it was like that. You know. Fantastic. So now you were uh, you were going to show us uh, that image and and talk through a little bit about it, of, of uh, was it of Michael? Michael. Yeah. yeah. So where are we? Okay. Um, also because I know like it's a it's a color image obviously yeah. and. Um, like this was taken in Dublin, I think about a month ago. That uh, Michael Kistler, who's you know both of us know that we shared the stage with him, Mojacan in in Dublin. That we were out on a photo walk in in Dublin when I when I got it, and you know again I would be very attracted to reflections. And this is a puddle at the side of, side of the street, and Michael was looking into it. I was looking into it. There was a little bit of competition going to see who's going to get the shot. We were both there trying to get different shots. Um, the like the, the image, what I would do here first with this is that you see that his feet are appearing in it. So with just a little bit of working with the straightening the image, I can get the, the feet out like that. The next thing that I would do with it is um, rotate it. Then I would crop it into a square image because it'll you know bring him more to the before. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. And then I would get into tune image. And I think if you bring this darken it, I think that you'll play with the ambience. You get some like what like I think there's some oil in the water there that you know can bring it out and it's kind of you know bringing the contrasts up. You see that it's kind of giving this kind of you know starry effect I think in the, in the image. So like again, if you look from the original to there, it's working through with it, probably not too, not not too dark on it. Probably would do a little bit of work with the with the details, bringing up the, the structure on it, and like I messed around with the the new filters that are on Snapseed. Like I was saying to you today, when I saw the new version of of Snapseed, I you know panicked because I thought that was just it, and I didn't realize that there was a swipe down. And <laughs> I, mi I missed all of these, but. Um, one of the ones that I, that I like on it is the glamour glow, and I think that th this can work quite quite well with this image here. You know that it can you know again like bring out the the colours and it probably bring down the brightness w with that. But that's probably how how much experimentation and, and play, or how much are experimentation and mm -hmm. play part of your your editing process, or at least your discovery process, maybe when you're playing with a new app. Um, 
quite a bit. Like you know, it's you know, it's fun. It's it's you know, it's something like that I would you know enjoy doing my free time, like watching TV. That I be, would be messing around with with edits and that. But I, I find that with with an like with, with an image, you really know after you know if you're if you're on it longer than five minutes, you know, if it's not there originally, you're not going to recreate it with the, in, in the post processing. But I would do a lot of experimentation yeah, with, with it like that. So that's the that one. And How so about we look at uh, the one more and then uh, then uh, put some time into to Q and A. Okay. Let me. Do, I'll just save a copy of that just for. Okay. The other one then is this one here. And this one, I, you know, yeah. I again, it's it's a it's a fantastic street image because it feels um, mm -hmm. even unedited. It feels staged to me when I look at yeah. it. And I know it's not, but uh -huh. um, the story behind it kind of uh, plays into um, that. Yeah, like this was um, this is Shibuya in, in Tokyo. And it was late at night. It was up maybe one o'clock, two o'clock at night. And I was out. I was leaving the following morning at at six o'clock. So I was out trying to be, you know get the last few few shots in. All these people that you see here with the with the umbrellas are you know trying to get people to come into nightclubs and, and bars. Young people, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> they didn't give me any flyer at, at, at all. And when when I was t getting the shot, like you can see the guy behind with his you know peering out at everybody that I was very conscious of trying to get him into the into into, into the frame. The big poster just yeah, uh, the, yeah in the yeah. back. Yeah. So in the in the editing here with, with, with this one, one of the the tools that I like a lot in the new version of Snapseed is the is the brush. And like what I like about this is that you can if you bring down the exposure, like that the character who's on the right of the girl with the umbrella, that I'd like to take the, you know kind of attention away from him so it allows that. Also with the brush, the area to the, the left, you know, so that the, the focus is more on the, the guy peering out. Bringing up the exposure then a little on the, the main character, on the girl, that she can bring her more to the fore in, 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 the, in the image and would, would save that. Then in terms of the, the crop, I think like what I was looking at is the, the yellow line here and the curve of it. I think it works, you know. I think, as you say, the image is quite good within the, you know, the, the format that it is. But I think the square one, you know, again, that's yeah, yeah, like will will give more a, a focus to the girl with within it. Then I would go back with the with the tune image, and just bringing up the brightness a little, probably playing with the the contrasts, and that would be pretty much all I would do. With it, that would be a, that would be it, you know. And you did say earlier that most of your um, your process involves Snapseed, it, it's yeah. a, and it sounds like it's very minimal uh, editing flow, which uh, you know we've, we've had a pretty broad yeah. uh, spectrum here with previous guests. Uh -huh. um, but it's uh, personally, it's, actually, it's it's really nice to see that your your focus is primarily to get the shot, yeah, yeah, not get you know not to rely on getting it after the fact. Yeah, I would be very conscious that in the you know in setting up the shot that I, you know, like as I say, like that sometimes I see, you know, images, and when you see the apps that are used, like there's multiple, multiple, multiple apps, and the the, the the finished image is very distant from the original image, and I think that that's fine as well, and I think you know that will move into what you know what I would consider to be app photography, and I think that, but like when I'm trying to set up, 
it would be minimal. I'm trying to you know, get it in the in, 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 in the camera and minimal minimal editing like, like that. That's fantastic. Uh, well, I think that's a good place to leave it, so we have enough time for for some questions here. Um, uh, so uh, before we dive to questions, let's just give a round of applause for Brendan. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Now uh, we should have we should have a microphone, uh, or maybe even a couple of microphones. So if you uh, if you can raise your hand, just so we know that you've got a question, uh, we'll start with you, sir. Let's get the microphone to you and uh, ask away. Hi, Brendan. Hi. How are you? Hello. Nice to meet you, mate. Nice to meet you. Um, you mentioned you were there for thirty minutes. Uh -huh. um, I wonder how many attempts there were, and what made that the shot. Well, for for that shot, there was only. It was only one att uh, attempt to get that particular one. From the uh, location, I took, I would say, maybe in total, I think about maybe seven or eight. And like the, the, the one that, that, that um, Apple chose, you know, it was a combination of patience and luck that, you know, I knew how I wanted to set up the, the image and I wanted the human element in, in it. And I was, you know, fortunate that the, the four characters appeared when they, when they did. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Keep those hands up if you want a microphone. Oh, well, I was wondering, uh, since you shot also in uh, DSLR, yeah. are there times when you see the, you know, you shoot raw in DSLR and JPEGs on the iPhone? Mm -hmm. Are there times where you go, oh, I wish I had a DSLR, so I could keep it raw? Um, yeah, I think I think it would be like when I shoot with the, uh, DSLR, it's always uh, raw that I would shoot with um, with the iPhone yeah like with there there are some apps that allow you to shoot shoot in raw um, it's it's no I, I don't think it's ever been an occasion that I would say you know like wow I prefer if I had the, the DSLR like I think you know all cameras have you know certain things that they do better than other cameras and when I'm out I mainly have the iPhone with me but like if I'm going out and like if I'm traveling I would have um, up to three cameras with me out of the Fuji X100T at the Nikon D7000. Like Dan was saying, a lot of your photography, is, uh, especially like with the blur, and uh, it's a bit more abstract, extremely original. But then we're looking at your uh, street photography, and I can see, at least I see a lot of you know Vivian Meyer, for uh -huh. instance, and especially the gentleman from Taipei, and the shot down at the feet. I'm wondering who, who your inspirations, if any, are for your uh, street photography. Um, uh, Trent Park probably would be the photographer that I would, whose street photography I admire, admire most. That are you familiar with uh, Trent Park? He's an Australian uh, photographer. That um, when I saw some of his images, that I think they're probably the only photographs that I've ever looked at that would stop me completely in my tracks when I when I saw his images. That he has some, you know, fantastic imagery, and he would be. Um, I wouldn't say like I wouldn't be really influenced. I'm not trying to. In, you know, t to imitate his style, style of work, but I would, I'd be, a, you know, big admirer of his. Uh, Daido Moriyami as well, Japanese photographer, would, you know, would, would like a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of other names now, like, like that at the moment, they're not, not coming uh, to me. Uh, Vivian Meyer, yeah, you know, I think that she has, you know, led to the explosion in the interest in, in street photography. I think that because of the, the story attached to her and she would be, you know, her photographs would be ones that I like a lot as well. But, you know, earlier on we were talking about that, and we were talking about you know before I thought that the you know the process in in learning, be it photography or anything, would have been you know that imitate, assimilate, and innovate. 
and but as I progress, I realise that it, that there aren't these aren't separate stages. I think like that at all times I'm still imitating, I'm still assimilating, and I'm trying to in innovate w w within them. You know, but that I, I you know would spend time looking at the images of other street photographers, you know, my contemporaries on, on Flickr and that, and I think they probably would be more of a, an influence than you know so-called big names. Like, like that. Miss in the corner. Hi. Um, I was wondering if there was a photo that you were planning next, in the same way that you said you've been planning for this one for some time. Is there anything that's kind of up on your radar next? Um, yeah, there is there's one image that I want to get in in my hometown, that there's a street which leads onto the, the main street, and that there's this old building that has this beautiful big letter H. Like, it's not a letter H, but that, 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 that's what it looks like. And I want to, like, I, I have been going there trying to get that shot, and it's similar to the style with the, the bouquet heads, the, the red one that you would have seen there, that I want to get a group of people walking towards me, and I want to put the, the heads and all of those, but I want the big black H in the background. So I'm trying to, to get that. There would be other places that I go for uh, reflection shots that I know what I want to do. Like, I think every, every I'd, I would revisit every shot that I've taken if I could, you know, yeah. We have uh, time for two more questions, so uh, be quick on your hands. Uh, miss, in the, we got more than two hands up, so just remi a reminder that we will be uh, just hanging around afterwards, so please come and just ask Brendan or myself anything you have. Yes, Miss? Um, the photograph of your little girl in the pink dress, um, there was a sort of like a, a vortex effect yes. around, and I'm just wondering, is that from the, the editing? Yeah, that would be the Retrolux in, in Snapseed, so it gives this kind of circular effect as well. But Re Retrolux. Retrolux. It's also in the new, ver new yeah, version. Yeah, it's one of, of Snapseed's filters oh, on the lower, okay. the lower portion right. of the menu I now. love that photo, by the way. I thought it was Thank wonderful. you very much. Very kind. Thank you. Um, okay, final question. So it's going to be a bit of a toss-up. Whoever, whoever catches the eye of the microphone holder first. All right. You, <laughs> we're going to pass the microphone down to you. No one wants to mess with you. You're taller than everyone. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? Hi, um, <laughs> so of all the pictures that you've taken, uh, which is your proudest picture besides this one, if it is this one? Um, the, the, the Apple photograph, is it? Besides that one? Besides, besides this picture. I think probably the, the other image that you saw, the, the red image with the, with the bokeh head, I think that that would be an image which I've, like a style of photography and a series of images which I've been, you know, on, on Flickr and these would be the ones that I would be, that I've, you know, gained the, the, the best reception and that I would be no, best known for, I think, you know. And I, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much. Fantastic. Um, well, thank you again, everyone, for, for your time, for showing up here tonight and for, uh, for being such a fantastic audience. Have a pleasant evening, and thank you very much uh, to Brendan. Give a, another yep. big round of applause to him. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I would just like to say thank you to Dan and to Apple, and also to, to Noma, particularly thank you to Dan. He made this very, very easy for me, and I really enjoyed it. Thanks, uh, my Dan. pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. Thank you.